The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston. You know, I got a call, oh, probably about a week ago from a from a lady that had a she had a countertop installed, and she was having a, an argument with the uh, fabricator as to the type of sealer she was going to have on her countertop. She wanted one type. The you know the fabricator wanted another type, and you know they referred to a certain website. So I, I went on that particular website and I looked at the information that they had on sealers, and I was just flabbergasted at the misinformation that was on this particular website, and it, it was written really well. I mean, it was written to be very believable. So what I also did is I went on Google and I typed in search words like, you know, uh, impregnator, sealing stone with an impregnator, uh, how often do you seal, just a bunch of different questions. And, oh, my God, I could not believe the misinformation that, that was out there when it came to sealers. So I decided that today I'm going to talk about sealers. I'm going to talk about impregnators. I'm going to talk about all these things. And I came up with a list of questions, uh, just a, a small list of questions. I'm sure there'll be others as I, as I go along when it comes to these sealers. So here's the list of the questions. Do all stones need to be sealed? What can go wrong? Can sealing harm stone? How long do sealers last? Are all sealers the same? Which one of them is the best? Can I seal stone outside? What does the stone need? Why does the stone need to breathe? How do I tell when a stone needs to be sealed again? Are sealers safe for food handling? Is a stone impregnator a true sealer? Are sealers UV resistant? Do sealers repel oil and water both? Do sealers protect from etching? And how often should I apply a sealer? Do they provide slip resistance? And, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So that's what we're going to discuss today. But before I do, let me go ahead and uh, uh, a couple of announcements. As, as always, I have my class coming up uh, in July. It begins July 6th, and it goes for four days, and that's my stone uh, and tile troubleshooting and inspection seminar. It's a live class, although I do have a correspondence class if you can't attend the live class. Uh, it's going to be held in uh, DeBerry, Florida, which is just north of Orlando. If you're interested in that class, feel free to contact me. Send me an email. It's fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. And that is going to be held at the Stone and Tile School, which is a new sponsor of ours. And the Stone and Tile School is also offering some spring spring classes in tile and grout cleaning, sealing and color sealing, uh, essential marble and stone restoration, as well as classes on countertops and walls. So uh, if you're interested in those classes, you might want to give them a, a look too. Their website is thestoneandtileschool.com. That is thestoneandtileschool.com. And this is, this is pretty exciting too, that they're also offering that class in Spanish. 
uh, they've hired a Spanish instructor. So if you have any employees out there or you yourself uh, better understand Spanish than you do English, uh, they will be offering those classes uh, in Spanish. Mine is not offered in Spanish yet, uh, but uh, uh, I'm sure we can translate it if, if you if you if need to be. All right. During today's presentation, uh, feel free to call in with your questions if you'd like. The call-in number is three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. That's three two three. Eight seven zero three nine six eight. You can also send me an email. I have my uh, email opened up here on my my phone. So uh, again, the email is fhouston at gmail, and that is spelled f h u e s t o n at gmail dot com. If you want to email me a question rather than call in, that's fine. But I prefer you call it in so everyone uh, could hear what the question is. Anyway, so let's let's get started. But be- before I get into all those questions that I had just mentioned a minute ago, there, there's one thing. I, well, I've got many pet peeves. Those of you that know me know some of the pet peeves I have. But, but one of them is the word and how we use the word sealer. And I, I've often said you can take, you know, a dozen different industries. You can take a, a house painter. You can take a, a, a janitor. You can take a, uh, you know, a, any occupation you can think of and ask them to describe what a sealer is. And you're going to get different answers. Uh, you know, in those industries, they all have sealers. Uh, you know, if you go to an exterior person and you talk about sealing stone, they're going to think you're talking about the point, the, you know, the, the gaps between the stone. That's what they call sealing. You know, you talk to a guy that uh, does bridge work. Sealing is going to be an entirely, entirely different thing. So I want to clear one thing up right away. When I'm using the word sealer, I'm using it very generically. And for the, for, for the purpose of this particular uh, show, we're going to use sealer to mean the stone impregnators. And I'm going to describe what the difference is here uh, in, in a second. But before I do, I want to go back and look at a little history. And now, this is something I've also tried to do a lot of research on, and I believe the, the how hard it is to actually find information on this particular topic, and that is when we first started using impregnators on stone surfaces. You know, I've been in the industry now for 40 years, and I remember when I first got started, you know, back in the 80s, um, you know, there there were a few out there. Uh, they were basically silicone-based impregnators. Of course, we had the waxes, the coatings, the floor waxes, et cetera. Uh, but I'm talking here about, about the impregnators, the actual penetrating, uh, penetrating sealers. And some of the research I found go way, way back to ancient times, actually, not for silicones, but when the Romans used to use olive oil to, to preserve stone, as well as whale oil, turpentine, of course, waxes. I've heard stories of egg whites uh, being used and, uh, you know, all kinds of substances that were available back then to try to preserve, preserve stone. And, of course, they worked somewhat. Uh, I remember back in the day when I first got started, we were not only doing stone, but we were also doing saltillo, Mexican tile. And I had an old timer in in South Florida tell me one time that they actually used diesel fuel uh, to seal some um, uh, Mexican tile. So, you know, all kinds of substances were used. But from what I could find out, the, the true impregnator was first used in the bridge industry back in, uh, I think, around the 1960s from what I could research so far. And again, if anybody knows anything different or knows anything about the history of these, man, please give me a call. I would love to know where you found that information and maybe pick your brain on that. But uh, from what I could discover, uh, silicone impregnators were first invented 
for the bridge industry, for concrete bridges, especially in northern environments that had a lot of uh, uh, assaults, you know, obviously from, from the ice, ice and snow, and it would corrode the, the rebar in the concrete and cause the bridges to, uh, to just fall and fall apart. So that's how they were first used. And then later on, the stone industry adopted them. And from what I could figure, probably the first impregnators used on stone surfaces, uh, synthetic impregnators, and we'll get into that in a minute, what I mean by that, the silicone-based uh, impregnators were probably used in the late 70s, early 1980s. So that's a little bit of history. So let's talk about the two types of you know, and I, I, I'm, I wish you could see me because what I'm doing is I'm, I'm doing air quotes, you know, sealers. Uh, what, what are sealers? And I break them down into several categories. The first being what we call a coating or what scientists call a film former. These are your typical coatings. Uh, these are your floor waxes. These are your carnauba waxes, you know, your, your stone uh uh, topicals, your polishes, et cetera, et cetera, that go on top of the stone. And of course, for years and years and years, it's been a fighting battle of mine, especially on flooring, not to use these waxes on, on natural stone surfaces. And we're finally winning the fight there, gentlemen. But uh, anyway, that's what, that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about coatings. And a lot of people will call those coatings sealers. And again, for our purposes, we're not going to call a these penetratings, these, these impregnators that we use a coating. They are what we call an impregnator or, if you like the word, penetrating sealer. And basically how they work is they penetrate into the pores of the stone. They coat the pores of the stone. The solvents that they're carried with, and that can be water or it could be a, a solvent such as paint thinner or whatever, evaporates away, and it's left with a coating inside the pores. Now, the reason I'm, I'm emphasizing that and why that's very important is because it still allows the stone to breathe. And you'll see that on a lot of these impregnators that are out there. They are called vapor permeable or they breathe or you may hear vapor uh, transmission or, or, you know, you hear all these words, which basically means they are, will breathe. Now, we'll get into that in a little bit. And if you've listened to past shows that I've done, we've talked about, you know, vapor. We talked about, you know, sealing. Again, I'm using the word sealing, meaning impregnator, um, uh, on on wet surfaces, exterior surfaces, and I'll, I'll get into that that topic here uh, in a, in a minute. But I wanted to make sure you understand the differences. Now, within so we're going to talk basically about impregnators. There's no reason to talk about the waxes, the topical coatings, or the film formers because everything that's out there today or almost everything that we use out there, especially your stone restoration guys and your, your countertop fabricators and even you installers, you're going to be using penetrating sealers or stone impregnators. And there are many varieties out there. There are hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of kinds out there. And I, I know I'm going to get some hate mail from some of these manufacturers for some of the things I'm going to say on today's show, but Hey, uh, I, I'm only stating facts guys. Uh, I do have an opinion. And when I have an opinion, I'll tell you what's my opinion. But uh, from this point on, I'm going to talk about facts unless I say it's my opinion. Um, because I base a lot of this on not only experience in, in the industry for 40 years, but also from a scientific background, knowing how these particular impregnators work. Now, you have what we had in the very beginning back in the you know, 80s when I first got into the business. We had what we call 
silicone-based impregnators. These were, you know, derivatives would be siloxanes, silanes, uh, and the list goes on and on and on. They're all uh, synthetic polymers uh, that are primarily built out of, a, out of a silicone molecule, and they're excellent water repellents, and that's what we used them for back in the day. Uh, they're not great at water repelling, which is why today most of the impregnators that are sold on the market are not silicone-based. They're based on something else I'll talk about here in a second. But those were your silicone-based impregnators. They're still excellent water repellents. And, you know, we, we use silicone caulking all the time for, you know, attaching countertops, for, you know, caulking uh, uh, bathrooms, et cetera. So those are silicone. The reason we use silicone is because they're excellent, excellent water repellents. So, you know, there, there were some issues, uh, as there are some issues today, which we're going to get into in, in quite, a, quite a bit of depth here. But for the most part, today's impregnators are what we call floral alphatics. And without getting into a big, long, technical, scientific explanation of what those are, uh, those of you remember well, what Teflon is. I mean, you, when, if, if you came from the carpet industry, you know, you use stuff like Scotchgar, or if you have a Teflon pan and you're in your in your cupboard those, those are teflon those those make not only good water repellents but excellent oil repellents so up until the advent of these some of these floral alphatics and and the impregnators that we're using we had really really good water repellency on them but not so good oil repellency until the advent of the, of the floral alphatic came into view probably again around the 80s i'm guessing and again call correct me if i'm wrong if i have that history wrong and uh, so now we have impregnators that are really, really good for oil repellency and water repellency in the same same product. So let's get into some of these some of these questions that I had mentioned at at the top at the top of the hour. Um, of course, you know uh, some of the questions are. Let, let me go back to my question sheet. And we'll just knock these out one one by one. And again, if you have any questions or comments as we're discussing this. Uh, feel free to give me a call. I'll give the phone number out one more time, and that is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. Now, there's a couple of products that, that we've been using lately that I'm not really going to talk about too much here. We're going to actually dedicate an entire show to that, and that's consolidants and densifiers. And, you know, just briefly, those particular products are made to to densify or consolidate consolidate the stone. Some of them do have sealing properties, but we're not going to talk about them. We're going to talk about our typical, you know, stone impregnators that that we buy, you know, from whomever wherever we're buying buying them from. So, let me go down my my list of questions. And the first one being, and, and this is one I've argued with a lot of people with and a lot of experts over the years. And does all stone need to be sealed? And I'll be quite honest, at one point in time, uh, I always said, yeah, uh, let's go ahead. I mean, what's it going to harm to seal stone that doesn't need to be sealed? You know, we apply an impregnator uh, to, you know, to, to a stone that's already been sealed or it won't accept the seal. We wipe it off. No harm being done, right? Not so fast. Um, there there are some issues with sealing stone in certain uh locations and certain environments. And I'm going to get into that here in a little bit more depth in a minute. So I, I normally don't buy the statement, all stone needs to be sealed, all natural stone, I should say, uh, needs to be sealed or, you know, impregnated. 
Um, and there are many reasons, many reasons for that. I, I can remember I had a, used to have an argument with a, a friend of mine who's, who's now passed years and years ago. And he always used to tell me, Fred Allstone doesn't need to be sealed. And my comment to him was always, okay, give me the list of the stones that need to be sealed and the stones that don't need to be sealed. And, you know, as you guys know, if you're in the industry, you know, there are, there are stones out there that have 20 different names, the same stone coming out of the same quarry with numerous different names. So how can you possibly come up with that list? So that was always my argument. But there are other reasons why I believe that certain stones in certain locations or certain environments, if you will, do not need to be sealed. So uh, I'm not going to talk about that right away. I want to get on to, to some of these other, other issues. Uh, the next question I have is what can go wrong? I would say probably the number one issue I see with these impregnators is that people don't know how to apply them. You know, you can go into your Home Depot, your Lowe's store, Ace Hardware, just about anywhere nowadays, Amazon, and buy a stone impregnator and apply it yourself. And if you don't wipe it off the surface, you can end up with all kinds of issues. It can get sticky. I've seen them where they get super, super hard, where they're almost impossible to remove unless you hone them off. So uh, you can get streaking. Uh, I've seen people, you know, I had a conversation just yesterday with a with an individual that was talking about uh, sealing her floor. And I asked, you know, what they had done. And she goes to the procedure where they came in, they ground the floor, removed all the lippage, they honed it, and then they sealed it. And my question to her was, when did they seal it? Did they come back and seal it or did they seal it right when they were done? And she says, oh, no, they sealed it right away. See, and that's what can go wrong. Because remember, if you have a wet stone, it's not going to take sealer. The stone's already filled. The pores of the, the stone is already filled with water. So that's a mistake. So those are just some of the things that can go wrong. And then you have issues where uh, stone is being sealed in exterior environments and wet environments, which, which we'll get into here. And, and a little bit of time. Question I get all the time, and in the past, there was a simple answer to this question, and that is, can sealing harm stone? Can it do detrimental? And in the past, I used to say no, but nowadays I say yes, it can. And there are situations where it can harm the stone. For example, nowadays we are resining a lot of our granite, especially granites used on countertops. And I've seen instances where the sealer has reacted with the with the resin and the granite now that doesn't mean something's wrong with the sealer what it generally means is something's wrong with the resin the resin didn't cure properly in the factory or whatever so remember what we're doing is we're taking a natural stone and we're adding a man-made process to it and a man-made product to it and what happens when you do that is you you in you, you can introduce error some errors in there things can go wrong and they usually do go wrong you know as you know so you can get some issues there and i've seen sealers you know turn a, a countertop especially some of these resin granites you know, cloudy uh they get all kinds of things that, that can go wrong so you know my my recommendation there obviously is to test 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 um let me back up a minute before I go on with some of these other questions, because I, I forgot to mention one thing. I, I sort of mentioned it, but I didn't get into too much detail. And that is there are in the category of these, uh, these stone impregnators, there are basically two types. There's ones that are solvent based and there's the ones that are water based. Years ago, I used to say 
that the solvent-based sealers are probably the better of the two, simply because the solvent penetrates deeper into the stone, uh, it evaporates quicker, and it dries, dries quicker than water-based. However, the chemistry is changing in such a way that a lot of these water-based sealers are really, really good, and they work really well. Uh, so, you know, what, whether you prefer to use a solvent base, whether you prefer to use a water base is entirely up to you. I have contractors up there that prefer one over the other. I have contractors that use both. I, I really, I really don't care. Um, you know, I always used to say I can take anybody's sealer that's out there or anybody's stone impregnator out there and I can make them work. They all will work. Uh, we'll get into which one's the best here in a minute. So, you know, be aware that there's, there's two types. There's the water base and there's the, uh, the the solvent base. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, the solvent base is a is non-water. It's uh, you know usually mineral spirits, uh, some some kind of solvent, uh, as opposed to being carried carried by water. And the argument is the water molecule is a little bit larger, doesn't penetrate as deep, uh, can fill the pores up. You know whatever we can we can have that argument all day long. And I'm, I really want don't want to go into that argument. That just be aware. There are those those two types, but this next question, this next question I get constantly, and it's and, and it's it's a difficult question to answer, and that is how long do sealers or these stone impregnators how long do they last? Well, my answer to that is always it depends. It depends. Is it a countertop? Is it a floor? Is it a high traffic commercial area? Is it a residence? What type of stone are we dealing with? How often is it maintained? What is you use to clean it with? And the list goes on and on and on and on. So. What I usually say is that just throw some water on it. If the water doesn't soak in, now keep in mind, I did not say if the water doesn't bead because a newly, a newly you know, sealed stone will bead right away, but it might not necessarily bead you know, a month down the road. That doesn't mean it's not protected. Okay? Uh, it's simply you know, the best test is to put some water on there. Let it sit for a minute or two, wipe it up and see if it soaks in, see if you get a dark area. If you get a dark area, there's not enough there. It needs to be uh, resealed. Uh, if, if it doesn't and you wipe it away and if the water's still sitting there, then it doesn't. It's as simple as that. On average, you know, uh, I, I've seen some, some materials last, you know, three, four, five years in, in a kitchen. I've seen some that need to be done every six months to a year. So there really is no set answer to that, or I should say generic answer. Okay, it needs to be sealed every year. Or it needs to be sealed every, every five years. It just depends on all those factors uh, that I had mentioned. All right, let me give the phone number out here one more time, and that's 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. Going to take a quick break here, and we'll come back and finish with some of the, or not finish, but continue with uh, the discussion of some of these, uh, some of these materials and uh, what are some of the problems, what are some of the good things, et cetera, et cetera. So be right back. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with their proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T U F F S K 
SkinProtection.com to learn more. All righty, folks, let's continue on with some of these questions about impregnators. And, and here's another one I get all the time. Are all sealers the same? You know, which one's the best? And I've seen you guys out there, you know, test all these different sealers. You have your favorite one, the one that you like. I, I have no issues no issues with them, as I said uh, in the very beginning, as I can probably make all of them work. Now, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm going to let you in on a, on a trade secret that uh, most manufacturers will not tell you. Okay, and that is most of the raw chemicals that are used to manufacture these impregnators only come for two or three different manufacturers in the world. I won't say who they are. So they formulate them different. Uh, they can be formulated with a, with a different percentage. They can be formulated with different, uh, different additives, different what we call dryers, which allows them to dry different solvents. So there are differences, and those differences can, can, can be very user-friendly. Uh, make the sealer work a little bit better or whatever. But, you know, if you know that and you know what you're doing, uh, you can pretty much make all of them work uh, from the cheapest one right on down to, to the most expensive. And I know I'm going to get telephone calls saying, you know, I've tested ABC sealer against, you know, five or six other sealers, and this one definitely worked the best. That, that's fine. But my question to you, or I should say my argument to you would be, did you test them on all the stones that are out there? Uh, you know, you know, if you're dealing with a sandstone or, or some porous type of material that some of these sealers won't work really well because they're very, very porous. So you need to use an impregnator that has a higher solids content, you know, one that will that will fill up those fill up those pores. So um, are all sealers the same? Eh, yes and no. So you can take that with a, a grain of salt. And I don't mean that as a, a as a pun. So which brings me to the next question. Which one is the best? You know, if you ask me, and, and I do a lot of inspections, I talk to a lot of you guys out there, and you're always asking me that, you know, Fred, which one do you use? Which one do you use? And generally what I'll do, rather than give you one brand, I'll give you several brands. These are the ones that I've used. These are the ones that are easily available. These are the ones that I've worked. But I'm going to ask you some questions beforehand. I'm going to ask you, what are you sealing? Where are you sealing it? What type of stone it is? Has it been sealed before? There's going to be a list of questions I'm going to ask you before I can actually answer that question. Because one of the things you can you can run into is incompatibility issues. Incompatibility issues with, let's say, someone used a water-based sealer on it you know, a while ago, and you're coming in there and you're using a solvent-based sealer. I've seen some reactions that can occur there. You know, even reactions within the same type, a water base on a water base or a solvent base on a solvent base, you could end up with some incompatibility issues. So, you know, you want to, you know, try to find out what sealer or what impregnator was used on that particular stone. So, um, our, uh, you know, which one is best? Uh, you know, the, the, a lot of the top brand ones, the ones that are carried by, you know, the major suppliers out there are all really, really good, good, good impregnators. Now we get into uh, some of the other issues that we run into all the time. And I had mentioned breathability. You know, why does stone need to breathe? And which means why do you need an impregnator that, that breathes? And quite simple. If you seal a stone from totally not breathing, in other words, it won't transmit vapor, all stone's going to have moisture in it. Uh, you know, I don't care if you live in the driest part of the country, you're going to have some moisture there at, at some point. You can have condensation that occur. If that moisture can't escape, you have a couple of different things happen. You can have the moisture actually dissolving the salts, not only within the stone, but also in the setting bed, 
which is going to try to evaporate to the surface. And if they can't get out, they'll actually recrystallize just on the surface or just before the sur- in the surface of the, of the stone and cause pitting and a condition we call spalling. That's the reason I, I did a whole show on this, and I'd, I'd recommend you go back and listen to it. But that's the reason I'm not a big fan of sealing stone with any sealer on an exterior stone you know outside and in certain shower situations especially in shower pans and we've done three or four shows on the on the shower pan issue um but uh i would you know and and the reason is simple uh you you know even though these sealers are breathable they don't protect the stone against vapor so you can have vapor that occurs you know the humidity in the outside environment and a shower it's steam will or just hot water vapor it's going to penetrate a lot right through a lot of these impregnators because they're designed to repel moisture and if if you want to see an example of this go to my youtube channel just search for the stone and tile video blog and and you'll see a video i did where i actually take a steamer and i i take stone that's sealed and stone that's unsealed with a good impregnator and you can see the vapor goes right into this really well impregnated stone but water sits on top of it so, you know, that's the reason I'm really, really not a big fan of, of uh, using these sealers, these impregnators in an outdoor or a wet environment. And I've done several articles on that. If you guys want a copy of the article, it's on my blog site. If you want me to email you a copy of the article for your use, uh, feel free to send me uh, send me an email. Let me get my email out. It's fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to uh, email you a copy. If you have a question today, uh, if you're listening to this live, it's 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. All right, so let's move on to the to the to the next to the next question, and that is, um, how do I tell if my stone needs to be sealed again? And I kind of already answered this question, and I answered it by saying with the water test, you know, throw some water on it, see if the water soaks in, see if the water darkens. If it does, it needs to be reapplied. If not, it doesn't. This is a, this, this next question is a really good question. I get this quite often. And are sealers safe for food handling? And you're going to get this question from your customers, especially your fabricators out there, uh, that, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to be cooking a lot. I'm going to be throwing a steak on top of this countertop. Is it, am I going to have to worry about, you know, having three-headed babies or whatever? And the answer to that is it's safe. And as a matter of fact, the, uh, I believe it is. Let me see if I can find the actual site here. Uh, I believe it is the U.S. Department of Agriculture actually came out with a statement. I don't have it in front of me which uh, basically said that these uh, impregnators are safe. And the reason they are is because they're not on the surface. They penetrate below the surface. And that's another question I get, you know, do they penetrate all the way through the stone? No. Uh, You know, if you do cross sections, which I've done, look under a a microscope, you'll find out these impregnators do generally don't go all the way through the stone, but you don't need them to, you don't need them to. So are they safe for food handling? The answer is applied properly. Yes, they are safe. Although, you know, if you're installing a countertop or you're sealing a countertop for whatever reason, I would have the customer wait at least 24 hours before they did any cooking on, on that particular um, countertop. Are they UV resistant? And the answer to that, in most cases, they are. Uh, however, the stone may not be. And what I mean by that is that you have, you know, we, we talked about resins before. Uh, a lot of these resins that are being used uh, to impregnate, especially granite, 
are not UV resistant. They break down, you know, very quickly in UV light, which means they're very difficult to use on an outdoor environment. Uh, so if you're dealing with a non-resin stone and, you know, an issue where you have UV light, uh, you're not going to have a problem with UV light causing the sealer to, to break to break down. And of course, we all know, uh, those that you know, aren't experienced may not know this, is that these impregnators do not prevent the stone from etching, you know, etching with acids, with, uh, you know, acidic foods like lemon, wine, things of that nature. Uh, you're still going to, going to etch. And why is that? Because it's not on the surface. You know, there are, are other products, anti-etch products out there. Tough Skin, one of our sponsors, is a good one. Uh, you have a lot of the fluid-applied ones, and we've interviewed all those guys. So if you want to go back and check out those podcasts, you can get some more, more information uh, on that as well. And then I, I guess unless you guys have any questions, I'm going I'm to wrap things up with uh, the last question you know maybe one or two more and that is how often should i apply the sealer and again i'll go back to my water test you know go ahead and do a test of water now one of the pet peeves i have and i'll I'll kind of finish up with this unless you want to call in with a question 323-870-3968-323-870-3968 and that is I've seen claims on a lot of these stone impregnators that claim that once you use our impregnator, the stone becomes less slippery. It becomes slip resistant. And I have an issue with that. I've got an issue with several things, but I have an issue with that in particular, uh, simply because how can that occur? If these impregnators penetrate below the surface, how can they possibly provide slip resistance? Unless they're saying, well, it repels water, uh, the stone's cleaner or whatever, but it just doesn't doesn't make make sense to me. Why I'm on the subject of pet peeves, another one of my pet peeves is the directions on some of these impregnators that say, uh, it, the directions may say something like, apply one to two coats. And my response to that is always, what's a coat? You know, I, well, I mean, paint a wall. We know what a coat is because the paint is there and we put one coat on, we put another coat on, but we're using these impregnators and they're penetrating below the surface of the stone. W- what's a coat? It could be a very light coat. It could be a very heavy coat. So what I generally recommend uh, when I recommend applying these impregnators is to saturate the stone. Watch it go in. You know, let it soak in for five minutes, 10 minutes or whatever. If it soaks in right away, apply more and then wipe off the excess. In my opinion, that's the best way to apply some of these impregnators. Now, impregnators, I don't consider them stain proof. I consider them stain resistant. And there's a there's a big difference there. So, uh, like I said, I have several articles uh, on sealers and impregnators. They're on my blog site uh, if you want to check that out. Uh, if you want some of the article emailed to you, I, I don't charge for it. Just simply send me an email at fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. Let's take a quick break, and I'll be back with my finishing thoughts here right after this. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine-quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone, and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net.
I hope that gave you some some information on sealers and uh, a little bit more, a little give you a little bit more education. If uh, you want to send me an email uh, with a question, that's fine as well. It's f houston f h u e s t o n at gmail dot com. So, folks, until next week, thanks for listening. Uh, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, and fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Are you tired of lugging dozens of stain removal chemicals around to remove stains from stone, tile, or concrete? Did you know you only need three chemicals to remove almost any stain? From organic stains to inorganic stains, Dr. Fred's Ultimate Stain Removal Kit is all you need. The kit contains three reagents and includes a detailed ebook on how to remove almost any stain. So if you're trying to remove difficult ink or rust or simply coffee and other food stains, this kit is all you need. To order, contact Dr. Fred at 321-514-6845. One kit is $69.95 plus shipping.